0: No croissant. No, monsieur. Oh, you call this coffee?
1: Call this America.
0: No, I call this contact.
1: Captain, we have a proximity alert with the planet Geekery. We are approaching collision.
0: Quicks, get somebody on the comms. Enter in the security code. Two, five, seven.
1: Security
0: code accepted. Hello devoted geeks and welcome to episode 19 of ComTalk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the YouTube show from a couple of devoted geeks that are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Dallas and with me is Celeste and this is King of the Monsters Month. As you listen to this podcast, please interact with us. Send us your thoughts on what we're saying via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kaiju Roar, whatever fits your fancy. But you can generally find us on all three of the major social media platforms by searching for Geek Devotions. Do us a favor and leave some reviews on iTunes and also on our social media. Leave some comments, interact with us, and uh, you may be, uh, you know, picked to become the devoted geek of the month. So, that's a thing, and we're pretty excited about that, especially since this past one was our friend Kasten, who is a pretty cool devoted geek. You should check her out. Anyways, that being said, uh, do us a favor. Stick around to the end of today's podcast as we were discussing some very interesting and awesome opportunities for you to combine playing video games and helping kids. So, really cool stuff at the end, but also in the middle. So, with that being said, Celeste, as I said earlier, today is or this this month is King of the Monsters Month. Can you explain to our wonderful listening audience what that means?
1: King of the Monsters is basically we decided to do the entire month themed around Godzilla. We love Godzilla. We've seen a few of the movies. We've watched more now because of this. We're also doing a uh article on it for Geek Devotion not Geek Devotions, Geeks Under Graces. Monsters Week coming up here in a few weeks, Mm -hmm. and so that spurred us to go, well, let's talk about the King of the Monsters all month long, and so it has encompassed everything with the exception of our John Bible studies on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. It has taken over Extra Tuesdays. It's taken over our devotions, and it has taken over talk, dear listeners, as you now know, and to celebrate this Month of King of the Monsters, we have created a shirt. Yes. Dallas did an amazing job with the graphics, and we put it up on Redbubble. You can search Redbubble for geek devotions. Um, We have it in English and in Japanese, crying for a taco.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a cute little kaiju, and it's It's just going, taco. Taco.
1: (laughs) It's so adorable. Um, So that is is what's going on for this month. Dallas, why don't you explain what is happening in this episode?
0: All right, so with this episode, uh, much like last episode, we are taking a look at one of the reboots of Godzilla. Uh, last week, we had special guest Mike John Grass, who is a missionary in Scotland, a fantastic gentleman, a uh, good friend of ours, and we talked about Gojira from 1954, not Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, which was the Americanized version. Uh, if you get an opportunity, this it's really quite fascinating, I've learned a lot by I've seen it. I've seen both. I knew there were differences, but uh, check out uh, Kaiju Vision Radio. They have a really interesting conversation about both movies and some of the the influences behind the way they did Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, here in America. But that being said, uh, today we're talking about the reboot that took place in 1998. Uh it was probably a, a, a failed reboot in many people's eyes. So sad. <laughs> we're talking about Godzilla featuring Matthew Broderick and uh Jean Reno, and uh who was probably the best actor in the whole movie. Yes. <laughs> so um so we're gonna be talking about that today, but with a very special guest, someone that uh we love Uh, Dearly, Mr. L.J. Lowry from Geeks Under Grace. And L.J. is, he's kind of the man behind the curtain for their podcast. He's also one of the guys who games for them on their Twitch page. And so he's just a really, really cool individual. We've had an opportunity to work with him over this past year on some Bible studies and some other really interesting projects that Geeks Under Grace does and so uh, we're about to flip over to that conversation with him Uh, uh, please uh, (laughs) pardon our mess we had some technical difficulty with the audio so during portions of it you'll hear a small little hiss in the background we apologize I just can't do anything about it but we do have some solutions that we're working on to make our audio sound even better when we have guests on with us and so you know Keep tuned for that kind of stuff going on.
1: And be patient with us as we learn.
0: Yes, because this podcasting thing is a learning thing for us. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk to Mr. LJ Lowry. Let's go. And how would you like us to do that? Does this thing have high beams? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with someone very, very special. Um, you could say he is the man behind the curtains. At uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Celeste. Who is this gentleman?
1: Oh, it's Mr. L.J. Lowry.
0: L.J., what's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. Good to be here. Glad to <laughs> finally uh, sit down with you guys. Yeah, man, we're super excited. L.J., for those who are, who are, uh, maybe they've never heard of you before, and never heard of, of what you do, could you give everybody kind of an explanation of what, who you are and all the really cool things you do?
2: Uh, well, let's see. I I kind of do a lot <laughs> 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 um, with Geeks Under Grace. Um I am on the board of directors, um, as events and media manager. Um, but I also write video game reviews as well. And I do PR, um, in that department as well, you know, trying to get, get with other publishers and developers, you know, to, you know, to help us provide content and review their stuff and in turn helping them get some publicity too. Um, and then the other thing I do, um, is I produce the Geeks Under Grace podcast, Uh, behind the scenes and sometimes not, you know, it all depends on, you know, what's going on. And if, you know, one of our hosts can't make it one week, I'll fill, I'll fill the gap basically.
0: Right. Very cool, man. Now, if you could just real quick, could you explain to people what geeks under grace is? Um, let's see. I'll put it into the best words I can geeks
2: under grace. Um, you know, it's a lot, you know, like what you guys do, you know, providing, um, you know, positive content for geeks and Christians to consume. And it's also to share the message that, you know, if, if you're a Christian, it's okay to be a geek. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of Christians, you know, they, you know, have, go to these churches that are likely conservative that, you know, a lot of the clergy and a lot of the, the staff see, you know, things like, you know, video games or anime as like a negative thing. Like, you know, cause a lot of, a, you know, a lot of, kids and younger age, you know, people, you know, that's what we're consuming. It's the content we're, you know, we got our heads in. And so, you know, a lot of it is looked in a negative light and geeks under grace is kind of there to show that, you know, there is a positive positivity to it. And there is a safe level of consumption, you know, for this content. And what I mean by content is, you know, we have um, anything from Christian living articles to uh, articles and reviews on movies Anime, um, television, music, and video games. So you know we're, you know we're basically a, a Christian content provider. Right. Uh, I I'd say the best comparison to be like IGN or GameSpot or, you know something like that. You know.
0: Yeah, very cool man. <clears throat> very cool. One. And full disclosure for those of you listening, Celeste and I, uh, we do write for geeks and Grace. We have yes. a, uh, along with LJ, we have the opportunity to write Bible studies for movies. Yes. And uh, actually, LJ wrote one of my favorite Bible studies on, me. yeah. That was, that
2: was a tough one to write for sure. <laughs> I went in, okay, I'm like, this is what this movie is going to be about. And, you know, it's not the greatest of movies, you know, it's but it's a fun, family-friendly. So it's like, okay, so, you know, with what they give me, how can I pull some <laughs> spiritual themes from this? And I believe it was, you know, focusing on the mission. and yeah, uh, And that was all about, you know, Groot uh, grew being distracted, not grew, um, <laughs> being distracted <laughs> by his brother and, you know, just all these things around him, especially, you know, the trials and, you know, the things he experienced, you know, uh, failing his mission. And, uh, so ultimately that's what I pulled out of it is, you know, staying focused on the mission.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought it was great guys. I want to encourage everyone who's listening, go to geeks dot com, And, uh, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Check out uh, LJ stuff. I mean, really just fantastic content, to encourage you. And uh, and maybe you have uh, some in your life that's geeky. You're like, you know what? This might benefit them. Send it to them. And so <clears throat> uh, we're all about sharing people's content and, and helping people grow together. So cool stuff. But that is... Not a lot about what we're doing today, though, because LJ's on here for a very specific reason. Yes. Because it's a very special month for us here at Geek Devotion. so that's what month is it?
1: King of the Monsters! Yes! What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> it means Godzilla. So <laughs> much Godzilla. Godzilla, Godzilla.
0: <laughs> All day long. Because
1: <laughs> Kaiju just wants a taco.
0: Yes, Kaiju just wants a taco. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, have your sh- has your shirt come in yet, man?
2: Not yet. I think it's going to come in on the 16th, but I did so, buy one. It's almost awesome. here.
0: Awesome. Ours came in. Yeah. My came in today. So let's get nerves in here a couple weeks, and so we're super excited about that. And, <laughs> and and for those of you listening, go to Redbubble.com. Look for Geek Devotions. We have a couple of t-shirts for sale. Um, but I really want to get into this conversation with you, LJ, because <clears throat> LJ, you are a really cool guy who has a really interesting outlook on things. And the movie that we are talking about today is uh, probably the one of the more debated Godzilla yeah. movies. It's one of those movies that people are like. Is it really Godzilla movie? Is it not? I mean, it's it's pretty highly <laughs> debated. I mean, who get angry about this? And so, and that is Godzilla from nineteen ninety eight, or as I like to call it, Ferris Bueller runs away from a big lizard. Yep.
2: <laughs> Ferris Bueller's big lizard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: Ferris Bueller on this the no good very bad day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, not so good day off. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So um, kind of similar format as we did last week with our friend Mike uh, John Grass. Uh, We're going to talk about the things we liked, some of the things Mm -hmm. we didn't like, and then some spiritual applications that we saw in the movie itself. And um, so LJ, for you, man, what's some things that you liked about the movie?
2: Um, What I liked is uh, what I discovered later, especially after watching, after, you know, consuming some of your guys' content, um, I'm not very familiar with the original, you know, Gojira movie. I I had not seen it and all that stuff. So um, what I did learn, and actually after doing some research of of my own, is that, that this movie is basically a homage to that original movie because a lot of the similar things happen, especially like with all the boats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's how, you know, it happens in, in the original apparently mm-hmm. from what I know. Um, so I thought that was cool. Like they're doing what they can to, you know, to call back to the original, especially when, uh, Oh, what's her name? The, the female, um, lead when she's like, it's Gojira moron. I was like, yes, <laughs> I didn't get that reference as a kid. Right. But like I got it this time, and I was like, "That's so cool!" Like I watched it again and understood all this stuff, because it's, like it's like been so long it. since I've seen it.
1: It's like watching <laughs> Disney movies as an adult. Uh
2: huh. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. So, so let's. How about you? What's some what, what something that you liked about it?
1: I like the baby dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, they are kind of.
2: They're the humor element, which is what I love. They're
1: <laughs> <laughs> so cute though it's not humorous they're adorable oh,
2: it's oh, like oh. that scene when he uh tips over the gumball machine when they're slipping and sliding i was like oh yes. man that's, that's <laughs> i was like that's great but like I, it's like you kind of feel bad for him <laughs>
1: I, I i straight up want one <laughs> i want a vegetarian one but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> can i get a, a meatless gojiro right yeah gajira?
0: I did appreciate some of the humor. Like LJ said though, like it did have a lot of, it has <clears> some <throat> nods yeah. to the original Gojira yeah, which I appreciated. But also it had some nods to the because, like in like towards the seventies and eighties of the Godzilla franchise, it got weird. Like it <clears throat> it was more kid friendly <clears throat> and it was more geared toward kids and so the there's confusion. a lot more humor in it and I feel like yeah. I, I hope that they were trying to do some nods to that. But one of my favorite scenes I thought was funny was actually the same same time period where they're in Madison Square Garden. Everybody yeah. <laughs> loves the baby dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, he's like, he finally, it's after the gumball uh, scene, and he's, no, it's, not, it's before that, but he's in the elevator, and he's going <laughs> up, yeah. and it opens up, and all the little godzillas look up and look at him, and they're, yeah. like, they're like, they're like, one drops a bag of popcorn out of his mouth, He's and he's like, <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah. like um, wrong floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which Yeah, that was good.
1: If you've never watched a movie with us, you have to understand that we provide our own commentary. Oh so- yeah. I love
2: See, I love that sort of thing, like especially <laughs> with like my cousins and stuff. Like we did that with like episode 7, I think when <laughs> yes. they hadn't seen it for the first time and we just kind of riffed it. Right, (laughs) we
1: we had quite a bit of fun with that one scene. Oh, I bet all all of the baby Godzillas are like, "Oh, hello, (laughs) mom! I'm not eating the popcorn." (laughs) (laughs) These are the things that were being said.
0: Oh man, that's awesome! Oh man, I did appreciate for the time period also the the graphics that they had in it. Like it was legit the art graphics, the
2: CGI and stuff on Godzilla, and it
0: was really cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I was listening to a guy earlier today talking about the, this particular Godzilla movie, and he pointed out the fact that, uh, and I just spaced it. This came out right around the same time period as the, uh, oh, what were they? The Jurassic Park movies.
2: Oh. oh yeah, like probably around like maybe two or three or something. Yeah, I can't right remember right. the exact dates for. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's probably that. around three. But yeah. I was talking about how um, that you could see some of the influence of it in that. And, yeah. Um just some some interesting history about this particular one. Um they act- Toho actually uh-huh. signed off on this Godzilla f- franchise. Wow, and, that's um, cool. They uh, they signed off on him being on, on, on him being sleeker and faster, oh. but they gave some, some ground rules. Like you had to have the uh the stereotypical three um, um three strips of like scale spike yeah. coming out of his back and uh-huh. also uh one of the rules was he couldn't die. Huh. <laughs> Which yeah, kind got broken in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs>
1: Maybe they thought they were getting around it because I'm pretty sure the babies didn't all
0: die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that one at the end.
2: Yeah. That one egg that was supposed that was supposed to technically lead to a seagull
0: that never happened. Right. <laughs> I remember. So this was like '98. So I was mm-hmm. probably. Um, I was probably fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years old back in the Which
1: would have made me ten, eleven. Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. And um and I remember watching like, Oh man, it's awesome, there's gonna be a sequel and it never <laughs> happened. Yeah. But, like I, the probably one of the best parts of this movie was the advertisements for it. Oh and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they, they advertised this thing for a year straight. Yeah. And uh I mean they hyped it up.
1: I didn't even know I'd never seen the movie. It was not something that that would have been watched necessarily at my house um not because it was bad or anything just because right. it's not my mom's type of movie but i can remember the the commercials with the little chihuahua yeah like <laughs> i had so many of those stuffed chihuahuas that you pressed them and they go here these or these yeah and
2: i actually had forgotten about that but um and then, um, you guys gave me a little sneak peek of your video to kind of just stay up to date on, you know, how we're, you know, doing this. And so I, whenever, uh, whenever I saw that part, I was like, oh yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. And then, uh, especially all the toys and everything, they marketed yeah. the heck out of it. Like oh, I could remember like owning a couple of those like action figures mm-hmm. and, and some of the different like Godzilla's and stuff. And oh, yeah. I just remember that being a kid. I think I was only probably about nine, eight or nine years old at the time myself. So, but you yeah.
0: the cartoon?
2: Yes. Yeah. The cartoon. I do remember yeah. that.
0: There was a cartoon series. But it, was, it was like a direct sequel from it. What? Yeah. And, uh,
2: I wish I could remember. Like, I don't remember exact parts from it, but I do remember it being a thing for sure.
0: Like it was like, it legit, like legitimate. Like a lot of people saw it as better than the
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious. I wonder if there's a way to go back and watch that
0: somewhere. Oh, I'm sure it's somewhere. So So what are some other parts, man, that you really enjoyed about this movie? Um, I think,
2: um, it was, uh, it was the, you know, like we were talking about the different ways they handled Godzilla. Um, you know, he wasn't fighting, you know, like any monsters or anything. They didn't do that with this one. And, um, you know, he didn't like, they didn't make him out to necessarily be like an evil creature. it's like, you guys are saying, like, You know, he's hungry. That's all he wants to do. And these people over here, like the army, they're ignorant. They're just like, let's blow him up. Let's, you know, let's take him out. And it's like, man, like, you know, you kind of feel for it. And then uh, especially, you know, with the whole fish thing, when when he goes to do that, they almost get him, you know, and it's just like, and uh, I think especially uh, another thing I liked was the close-up encounters they had with Godzilla. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that was when they were like, "I'm about to get eaten and I'm about to die," and they just didn't, because that was not what Godzilla was intending.
0: Right. Absolutely. Mm. So that's cool, man. That's cool. It's interesting you brought up the the military aspect. That's actually a throwback to Gojira, in that you had the two factions worrying about it about, Uh, you know, do we do we kill him? Yeah. Because they're scared of him or should hey should we keep him alive but study him? And so there. Yeah. And you saw that dynamic happen in the movie. Yes, for sure. Very cool. So, that's what about you? Anything else that you really enjoyed about it? Uh,
1: I enjoyed the fact that it was the '90s.
0: <laughs> oh, that's another thing I uh, enjoyed about
2: it. I'm sorry, uh, it was. Uh, it felt like I'm a huge fan of. I don't know if you guys have seen Cloverfield. Yeah. Yes. It felt like a '90s version of Cloverfield. It did. And I was like, "This is awesome" because it was it's basically a, more, a similar, like, a more
1: kid-friendly. Version, this is probably going
2: to yeah. ruin the movie for everybody now, but it's basically like similar plotline to Cloverfield
0: yeah <laughs> I didn't think about that that's true man
2: yeah <laughs> I was like yeah so I just put if, two and two together I'm like this isn't much different what if Cloverfield
1: <laughs> was Godzilla
2: pretty much J.J. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams made a better 90, 98 Godzilla movie <laughs> <laughs> Um, i'm sorry i like the movie but i just had to piggyback on some of the flack it gets (laughs)
0: Well, speaking of flack let's 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 bring in some of the stuff that we disliked about the movie then so so lj what's some stuff that you didn't like about it
2: um my thing was the um like i was hoping they were gonna go with it somewhere but um I, one thing I did remember from the movie watching years ago was the whole thing was the whole saying about, you know, nice guys finished last. You're not going to, you know, when he was telling her, like, if you're not going to get anywhere, if you don't, you know, if you don't cut some corners, you know, and I thought, okay, maybe they're actually going to go somewhere with that. Maybe, you know, maybe there's going to be a lesson behind that somewhere, Mm -hmm. but there kind of wasn't like, you know, I mean, I mean, ultimately it led to them, you know, obviously, you know revealing you know the nests and things like that mm-hmm. but i just felt like that was kind of a wasted like i don't know like less like lesson moment i thought yeah, because when i was looking for like spiritual content i was like man you know what like th- they could spin that somehow to make i mean they did they did it ended up being like obviously for the for the good but at the same time it's like okay so did she really anything did she learn anything from that like probably not <laughs> <laughs> um I guess that was me looking for, like, spiritual themes.
0: Right. Um,
2: and uh, other than that, um, I don't know. There wasn't too much I really didn't dislike. Like, you know, I didn't expect anything from it watching it over again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess uh, all Godzilla, or especially the recent movies, kind of got flack for this is the characters aren't really, like, that interesting. Like, they're, they're they don't really experience experience much growth mm-hmm. but i've always looked at it as uh, you know the characters are kind of just there to drive the plot and they're there to connect the monster with what's going on they're not they're not really meant to be super overdeveloped right yeah. um
1: so star godzilla
0: yeah exactly <laughs> word, word, okay cool so that's about you what's something you did like
1: um I have I have two things, and one of them is your fault.
0: Um, <laughs> Dang.
2: <laughs> wow. I'll Shots fired. <laughs> he, he,
1: he pointed this out, and if you hadn't pointed it out, I would have never noticed. <laughs> but there's like, there'll be a scene where it's maybe three or four helicopters, mm-hmm. and... Then all of a sudden, there's so many helicopters, and then there's three or four helicopters, and there's so many helicopters. Oh wow, that's and funny. Like, and normally, I notice stuff like that. Yeah. And it drives me nuts. But in that exact moment, I had not noticed it, and and it was pointed out. To <laughs> that's me, funny. Like that's just
2: one of those inconsistencies, I guess. Right. Then
1: it bothered me.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I think the other thing that that bothered me was the you were talking about the lack of the character development the girl was kind of wussy. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm like, like, at the the same time, I think that, you know, that they did reflect her character in that way. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, it just, it seems like an uninteresting, like, plot. Um, mm-hmm. Driving uh, aspect.
1: It was like she had the makings of being a more in-depth character, but they just never went past the surface. Right. So that kind of frustrated me because I enjoy really strong female. Yeah. Lines.
2: Once she gets the 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 badge, that was kind of like her like, "Oh, I'm gonna do it" moment, and then that was kind of it. Like, right.
0: Yeah. It just kind of fell flat after that. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I disliked about too is just the. Uh, not to harp on this subject, but just the the lack of character development. A lot of the characters yeah. felt flat. When uh, oh, what's his name? The the French guy. What's his? What's the actor's name? John Reno. Yeah, John Reno. Yeah. The the professional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was legitimately the best character in the whole movie. He was, yeah. Like like it, if they, if they had just cut out everything else, you know, Matthew Broderick, everything else, and and really made this about a Frenchman trying to discover what's going on made this more of a, a spy detective film it that was would a have much been cool. better godzilla film
2: yeah
1: that's what it was in france didn't you know that <laughs> uh,
0: and that's the thing too about uh you
2: know with uh with matthew broderick's character and and their relationship like it didn't really mean much because you know it seemed like they were gonna like you know they were gonna like reconcile and stuff like that and then so she goes and you know does what she does and it's just like oh okay so you're really not going to take that much further than you know a plot device i guess yeah and that's what i kind of all these things with the characters felt like they just felt like plot devices and like i said before that's kind of what they're meant for sure
0: but yeah (laughs) that's how i felt about it absolutely i didn't particularly care with some of the some of the like godzilla himself looked pretty awesome i mean he looked Mm -hmm. pretty cool but, like, when you get to the point with the babies, the, the baby yes. kaiju, I mean, now that I know that this was the same time period that we had uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and the fact that so much of this was filmed in the dark, which a lot of time in films, I don't know if you know this, um, when they film stuff in the dark, in, in dark areas, because it's easier to hide. Like, oh, imperfections, yeah. It's easier to hide where, okay, well, this doesn't have to move that much, this doesn't have to look as clean or as clear, <clears> because we're in a dark, shadowed area. Yeah. And... I mean, they had all the stuff to make this really great, but when it gets to the babies, it's like the animation was kind of junk. the The puppetry was kind of kind of wonky. It just yeah, it didn't go off well.
2: It didn't look oh, as solid. hmm Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I know what you mean there for sure.
0: Yeah, the new boards and, and Jurassic Park World world's better. I know you haven't seen
2: that, <laughs> but, even the but, first Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. it was so much better than that particular chunk of the movie. This yeah. is true. I will give. You- <laughs> I know. I know that's your favorite part of the movie. Which, yeah, like they, it, it was a great concept because is this the only movie where Godzilla has
0: had? There is the there is a Godzilla where there's a baby Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. Was, yeah. And uh, it came out I think in the nineties, late eighties. Oh. Huh. I don't know what it was. <laughs> so. Uh, I think it was after Godzilla, 80, 1985, though. So, okay. so, yeah,
2: I've seen a good bit of Godzilla movies. I haven't seen every one of them though.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't either. And um, there's very few. I think the only people that have really seen every one of them are the guys over at Kaiju Vision Radio. The, have you heard that podcast yet? I, um,
2: not until you mentioned them. But I've been tempted to check it out because, um, with you know our Monster Week that Geeks Under Grace has coming up, and you know the your guys is monst- you know King of the Monsters month, like. And then the new Pacific Rim trailer—it's just right. like all the hype is real. So it's like you know what? Maybe I'll learn something from that <laughs> podcast. So I have learned I will so definitely. much
0: from their podcast. They've only—they have—they have like eight episodes up, but like hmm. only three of them are actual full-length episodes. But like they're beginners, like getting up to it. Right. But um, they just today came out. This is Wednesday that we're recording. Our Thursday we're recording this. <laughs> but they came out with uh, talking about. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which was the American version of Godzilla.
2: Hmm. And
0: um, uh, 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 they took Gojira and they Americanized it. They cut out a lot of the political stuff. Right. They go really in depth into the, the American occupation of Japan and stuff. Hmm. And and how it had an influence in the original Gojira and how they had to remove a lot of it, a lot of the political stuff, for the American version because they didn't want to offend people. Right, which, right. Which actually brings me to one of the things that I dislike about this one is Every Godzilla film that's out there for the most part there's some sort of political conversation that takes place yeah there, there was a little bit about the whole nuclear stuff and I <laughs> vaguely remember there' was some some conversations about that taking place uh, back in the late 90's but it, I don't recall there being there's just there, the political tension of Godzilla uh, there just wasn't anything there it didn't like it didn't feel like it was actually trying to say anything other than right. the government's bad and we need to be tree huggers. No, that's
1: yeah. Yeah. fine. You know, trees that's fine. We don't judge.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, <laughs> I just discovered that there's going to be a new Godzilla movie in 2019.
2: Yes, and that's where nice. I kind of geek out. Uh well, because so you guys know that um so they had, had Kong's Call Island. Right. Yes. Um Legendary Pictures um and I think or Warner Brothers, uh, I can't remember. I think both of them, but I
1: think it's both.
2: Both, yeah. So what happened was, um, you know, they had Godzilla um, the two, uh, two uh, thousand fourteen, and so then they acquired King Kong. Right. And so uh, this next Godzilla is supposed to uh, lead into the next King Kong versus Godzilla. Right. And uh, which they also nodded to for in well, they not put a nod in, for that in uh, Skull Island.
0: That's pretty cool. We still haven't seen this on
2: yet. One, oh man, it's it's pretty good. Um, I actually wrote uh, for a year ago. Um, I wrote uh, like a tale of the tape, like kind of like a boxing match. You know, at the beginning of a boxing match, they have the tale of the tape. <laughs> um, I wrote an article. You know, about King Kong versus Godzilla, and I talked a little bit about uh, what happened, um, you know, during the first movie and things like that. Right. I watched it specifically for the article just to make sure my facts were straight right. and some of the different versions of, uh, versions of Godzilla. And I kind of analyzed how this new fight might take place because King Kong is, is still going to be so much smaller than Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with, you, know, you guys will see you know, when you watch the movie, I think they're going to have a solution for that.
0: Oh cool!
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's kind of neat how it's all like it's a monster verse, kind of like Marvel has the cinematic universe, right? This cool. is like a kaiju verse or something. I don't know what they're calling it.
1: Is it <laughs> is it included in the the stuff that they're trying to do with like bringing back the, the mummy, re- the mummy, and the Dracula?
0: No, 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 no. That's that's, that's Universal, universe. I think. Okay. Yeah, that's Universal. Yeah. So very <laughs> cool. Uh, and you probably know this because you wrote the article, but this is this won't actually be the first time they have they had King Kong fight Godzilla. Godzilla. There was actually a Godzilla versus King Kong years ago.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: So, that's cool, man. <clears throat> I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm right. looking forward to see how they handle it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anything else that we were like, actually like, I don't care about this for the movie. Um, I don't know, for the most part, like, you know, it was,
2: you know, it was okay. It wasn't great, you know. It was yeah. it was fun, and I think they accomplished their goal if that's all they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's fine. It's not. I mean, it's. I can see like the criticisms from it, but it's not like a terrible movie. I guarantee you, I've seen worse movies yeah. than this.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's like a good yes. background movie.
2: Yeah, so, and that's kind of what stuff. I was doing. Is I was like, uh, you know, it's the whole Inktober thing going on right now. So I was drawing and watching the movie at the same time, and it was fun. You know, just yeah. to like watch. You know, as I was doing that.
0: Very mm-hmm. cool. All right. Well. Next step of this conversation is, uh, what are some of the spiritual themes that we saw in this particular movie? Now, forewarning, warning, uh, Celeste and I, we actually did something similar to this back in the summertime with Retro Rewind uh, in partnership with uh, uh, Central Geek Central? Christian Geek, Christian Geek, Geek Central, Central. Central. Sorry, uh, sorry, Pater, if you're listening. <laughs> but <laughs> they do this thing called Summer of Free, and wow. uh, there's a Summer of Free movie club that Retro Rewind does specifically and uh, and they, we joined in. We watched um, the of Summer Free is that, you know, as Christians, we need to be good stewards of our money. And so they, um, through Christian Geek Central, they try to put out as much resources that are free for geeks. <coughs> so, like, free movies, free books, free video games, and all kinds of really cool things um, cool. that we can take in and, and enjoy as geeks. And so we did Godzilla because it was free on Crackle. And, awesome. Uh we, uh we watched it. And <laughs> so we kind of talked about some of the spiritual themes. And I want to encourage those of you who are, are listening, go check out RetroRewind.com. And uh, I think there's a link on their website. If not, check out their YouTube channel. It'll yeah. be the summer-free video. And if you go to Geek's, uh, Geek our Geek Devotions YouTube channel, uh, there's a playlist called uh, People We Hang Out With, and that will be in that playlist also. So, But anyways, cool. uh, what are some spiritual themes that you saw, LJ? <laughs> uh,
2: the one I did find particularly ironic was... Uh, I kind of looked at you know, especially you know, with the armies and the government and, and of New York, and and just you know, was ignorance, um, yeah. And so, you know, I looked at it um, as you know they you know they're working together with you know with Matthew Broderick's character Nick, and you know they're all you know everything's good for a while, but when when he figures out that nest and he's saying okay we need to do this you know, they're not listening. And, um, I take that as, um, you know, for my own personal life, um, you know, when I was perfectly fine, you know, you know, doing the things I was doing, there was times where I, you know, I'd be ignorant of maybe some advice a mentor was trying to give me or, you know, some, you know, some guidance. And, and it was something that I probably, you know, I heard and I didn't like, and I just kept going with it. And, and I was doing my own thing, and then after a while, I realized, oh well, that's what they were trying to teach me mm. um, and so uh in a lot of ways that you know that happened in in the movie when they finally you know had had the broadcast up, they said, Oh wait, <laughs> we were wrong um, you know i can't i't I, I really don't have any scripture to back that up, but you know I relate it a lot to the you know the Christian walk yeah. and how you know we should be mindful and you know, self-aware, you know, um, and, and be able to take criticisms and be able to know when we're messing up and to be able to, to take it and run with it and, you know, learn from it. Very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a great point, man. So, uh, that, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is just taking criticism and, and, yeah. and realizing I'm, I'm in the wrong. Yeah.
1: Um, or even if you realizing it, realize it, admitting it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes. Admitting it's
0: harder. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, ignore it cause it's so abrasive. The, that awakening call, the, yeah, like, hey, we have have to come to repentance. We, uh, um, at our church, our pastor he does a lot of teaching on the yeah. uh, the Jewish uh, holidays. And, um, oh, cool, we just came out of uh, Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, awesome. Um, which, um, you find Jesus at the Feast of Tabernacles in I think Luke no, John chapter 7 through 9, or so through 10. And uh, what, I know this because Celeste and I just did it in the Bible study we do on Tuesdays on our Facebook page. And you can find
1: on our Facebook page on Tuesdays.
0: <laughs> 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 Shameless plug. <laughs> but anyways, uh, in Sukkot, though, there's, it really is about that whole, yeah, we're tabernacle with the Lord, but it starts off with this, this sound, this this trumpet blast, of, this call to repentance, and at the end of it, we have uh, Yom Kippur. We have the, the time of atonement and repentance, and so it is, a, man, it's a bracelet for us for to go... How dare you say I'm wrong? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it rattles us. Yeah. For sure. So, very cool, man. Very cool. Baby Love, how about you?
1: Um, I'm trying to think of something. It was else. tough. It <laughs> really was. I pulled something for the Summer of Free, and then I pulled something... For the devotion, and I'm now trying to find something. Different. Something
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell you what, why don't you? Because we've we've all watched the your episode. Yeah. So what's 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 camp on that for a minute? What about yeah. your episode? What uh, what's uh, explain for our listeners? Maybe they haven't heard our stuff. Maybe they've they've only listened to us on podcasts. They don't have us on the YouTube channel. Right. Give them a little taste of what is happening in Friday's episode of Deep Devotion, the one that just came out this past Friday. If For listening to this on on Sunday and Tuesday. And Tuesday. Well, that's where we'll put up the. Uh, video.
1: Oh, that's right. That's a new thing. So I forgot awesome. about
0: that.
1: Oh, um, well, basically, I just talked about the fact that, you know, all the baby dinosaurs, had they been able to take care of them and get rid of them, which makes me sad, but get rid <laughs> of them um, sooner, it wouldn't have been as life threatening for them. If they could have gone in, done the plan, planted it, and gotten out, mm. nobody would have been hurt, nobody would have been eaten. I mean nothing would have happened to them and because they they took too long because they were messing around because they were doing things they shouldn't be doing they weren't focusing they ended up having people die they ended up being much more dangerous for them and I related that to how sometimes our sin is like that mm. you know we ignore things when it's small and little and we can take care of it quickly and effectively and we let it grow and run rampant with popcorn bags and, and and uh, gumballs, <laughs> <laughs> so, but if we when we don't handle it, it becomes this bigger issue, and we have to take drastic measures.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: That was, That's good. That was my thoughts.
0: I like it. So, <laughs> That's awesome. You saw the episode that Celeste was talking about. You, what were, did you have anything go off of that, or any thoughts?
2: Um, it was something, you know, like, I think it definitely goes back to that ignorance thing again. Um, you know, basically, you know, if we're, you know, putting something off and, or, you know, we, you know, we want to do things our way, you know, we spend so much time worrying about this, this result we've come to expect. Nine times out of 10, you know, when you, you know, when you do this thing you have to do, or you really don't want to do because you're expecting the results to be negative. A lot of the times it, you know, things don't really turn out to be as bad as you may have thought, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's our expectations are are so much different from
0: results. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. So for me, one of the things was um with the character that uh, Jean Rene was playing. Uh the, the French spy. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, one of my favorite scenes is when he holds up the can of, of French roast and goes, This is French <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So.
1: It would have been funnier if he'd gone, this is coffee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but um, he was so interesting to me because his whole thing was that he felt this burden for something that his people did. Not mm-hmm. him. He had nothing to do with any of the the, the testing. He had nothing to do with right. the result of it. But he's like, this is what my people have done. I'm mm-hmm. going to take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to do something about it. And it reminded me of the prophet. I think it was, um, I think it was Ezekiel. Nope. It
1: was Nehemiah. And
0: it was, it was Nehemiah? <laughs> and he goes... And he goes you know um i have sinned and he's taking on the sin of his of his people mm-hmm. He's saying, hey right and he's going like look i've sinned and my people have sinned now nehemiah he's a godly man he hasn't really but he's he's taking on the burden of his country <laughs> to repent and turn to the lord
1: and because he took on the burden of his country and repented to the lord it took such a effect on his life mm-hmm. that the king that he was actually in captivity to that he was serving went mm-hmm. what 's wrong with you, and so he told him, and then let him go back to Jerusalem to mm-hmm. fix
0: the walls right so but I, I, that's something that struck me was was taking ownership of what 's happening you know there's so many mm-hmm. so much jug happening in our, in our and not just in in our country but in the world right now, and uh, yeah. people just start taking responsibility, not holding off like what you said l j mm-hmm. and what, and what you said, Celeste, but just cutting it off where it's that things will get so much better so much quicker but well, look i repent yeah. i am so sorry lord for what i've done you know restore us you know rebuild yeah. us and, and help us become what you want us to be help us be who you want us to be and let us know what you're saying and for credit i don't do what you want us to do lord so mm-hmm. that's just kind of some of the stuff i saw happening there
2: definitely taking ownership
0: of you know the things we
2: say and do, you know, could make a difference in the world, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cool beans. Sweet. So, any other things that uh, we want to talk about with with uh, with this before we go on to our question of the week? Um. We got two questions. Of the week actually. We two questions. Awesome. <laughs>
2: cool. I think. That's about it. I don't really have anything else, to be honest. <laughs> That's cool, man.
0: <laughs> all right, so we have, we have two questions. In the week. One is because our friend Mike kind of instituted it last week. and um, uh, So that is, Elder, we're going to ask you, what's your favorite Godzilla film of all time? And then the second question is, if you had your own baby kaiju, <laughs> what would you name it? And would it look like Godzilla? Huh. So ba- the ball's in your court, brother, man.
2: Okay, um, so my favorite Godzilla movie, uh, you know, it, again, it gets so much flack, but definitely two, the 2014 Godzilla. I, You know, I love, I love some of the older movies, but the build-up was so worth it to those final scenes, and, you know, they spent most of the movie building up to this big battle, which I thought was amazing, and uh, I loved the way uh, they had Godzilla. They actually, like, it almost felt like they choreographed Godzilla's fighting style because mm-hmm. he felt very like almost sumo wrestler like grappling and like pushing and stuff and especially when he takes that monster's jaw and does this breath into it I was just like that's brutal like yeah he's just like that like as as if you could find any other way that yeah, had to be that way like he just right. ripped open his mouth and just <laughs> used his super breath in there the I was just like breath. yeah the atomic breath I was like, wow, okay, that was awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah, the build-up
0: of that movie was was what was really cool. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. <laughs> um, so I just want you to share your your opinion of that scene he's talking about. <laughs> we're, we're probably going to mention it again in next week's episode. Because That's we're awesome. We're talking about that Godzilla next week with Francisco from Retro yes. Rewind Podcast. Awesome. And Christy. And Christy, yeah, Christy, his, his, his bride yeah, is yeah, uh, going to be with us, so that's going to be pretty cool. Cool. So, Celeste, what is your opinion of that story?
1: Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting for me. Yeah. Um, so, l- let me give some backstory behind this. <laughs> we watched this movie driving to Carthage, Texas to get coffee. I
0: was okay. not watching, I was driving. I was listening to like a book <laughs> on tape. Yes, I was
1: watching. Um, so, a large, we, we really need to rewatch that soon before we could do the next podcast, but I was watching it with, like, having to dodge the sun. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: We're in the front seat. Um, clearly, because he was driving. But that particular scene I had to back it up and go, wait, let me look at this again, because it's bright blue coming yeah. out of his mouth. Yeah. So it looks like Listerine. <laughs> so it looks like That's awesome. Godzilla was like, man, you stink, and grabs uh-huh. him and rips his mouth open. And, yeah.
2: Dirty mouth? <laughs> I was like, why is this
1: not become a commercial yet?
2: Yeah.
1: Why is this
2: not a commercial <laughs> somebody needs to make this happen <laughs> yeah that's hilarious it has to be some official
1: or copyright laws
0: yeah, yeah. Serena, if you're watch- listening to this uh, you can contact <laughs> us at geekdevotions at gmail.com for royalties
2: we will <laughs> take our creative fee <laughs> <laughs> you know that's another thing I don't recall uh, him ever using the I don't. maybe it's just I missed it but I don't recall the 99 Godzilla using the atomic press um, I don't think right. he used. I don't, I don't think, think he used did. any of the abilities, really.
0: No, I don't think he did. I think he just ran around. Why did you say that? I think he just ran around and swam
1: into trouble. I, I, I didn't even think
0: about that, did he? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> I mean, did. Did,
1: he, did he breathe fire at any point?
2: I don't think so. Like, I, I mean, I guess so. what reason would fish he have to, but, Huh. The
1: fish stifled the fire.
2: Probably. <laughs>
1: Too much fish.
2: Oh, man. That's... That's yeah. Because I had been thinking about that after I watched the movie. I'm like, he didn't use his atomic breath.
0: Right? I'm not... Just- <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now. You, talk, you two talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to look it up real quick. Talk amongst yourselves. Before we this podcast, we need an answer. Did he yeah. answer? Telecast? You two talk don't. about Godzilla. Yeah. I
2: don't <laughs> um, think he did. No, he didn't. But um, that fighting style of um, of that Godzilla in 2014, like, I thought it was really cool because, yeah. again, to reference Cloverfield, those are basically like three different or two different Cloverfield monsters. Like, yeah. They looked the exact same. Like, there was no much difference. Um, but I loved the way they had to choreograph that because they, these monsters had these different traits and he was outnumbered. And oh, yeah. so that was yeah. really cool to see him handle that.
1: Yes, I agree. And I appreciated the, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs>
1: random noise from up to my side. and I was like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> um. That's I, hilarious.
1: I appreciated the work they put into the other monsters because it would have been really yeah. easy for them to what
0: he did. It when? did. It just looked weird. It was green. Oh, so it he was, had bad breath. It was what scene? Green. There were a couple. was when they were right, They were chasing after him, and um, um, it looks like it was right for the fish scene, but it was <laughs> the um, yeah the the guys in the Humvee drove straight into the flame. Oh, so just, oh yeah. It okay. It looked a little weird.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, now that I, I remember that scene, but it didn't really look like the classic, Mm-mm. I don't know, it, it wasn't, like, it didn't stand out, really.
0: Right. It almost just looked like, like, I'm I'm rewatching it now, it almost looked like either he's breathing it out, which I think is what they're playing off as he did, because it looks right. like actual fire, or mm-hmm. like he hit a, a main, so it just, it wasn't built up like you see it in the normal stuff.
2: Right,
1: and right. Just glancing at it from the side. It looked like it was nasty breath.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was another call, like sort of callback or something. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. So well, I'm glad we were able to debunk that.
1: Myth <laughs> <laughs> cool. busted.
2: That's huh. it,
0: man. That's it. All right, cool beans. Well, gang. Oh, um. Oh, the second other question. question. Second question. What would you name your kaiju?
2: Um, I'd give him something silly like Fluffy or something, <laughs> just to be like, you know, just to have this like. You know, it's kind of like how in, like, I think it was um, Jurassic World, how they had a name for the, you know, the rex. And then when you brought it out, you're like, oh, that's the rex from the first one. I think it'd be funny to be like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, to point to, like, a, a giant cage somewhere. And be like, oh, yeah, that's Fluffy. And they'd be like, what? What do you need to cage that big for? And when you finally <laughs> open that beast, some crazy, gnarly looking. I think mine would be some kind of, like, some kind of big, like, like dog lizard looking thing or something <laughs> Just, that can like that can crawl on all fours and that would right. be like it'd be brutal though right it'd, now, it'd be scary
0: <laughs> now you're further <laughs> south than we are man you're uh-huh. closer to the bayou countries yes so question is would you be able to hide it in a swamp um
2: i don't know it depends on how deep the swamp is we got some <laughs> we got some deep swamps but uh yes no actually yeah that would be the perfect hiding place though
0: Right? I would. <laughs> I don't the population will drop suddenly, but you know. Yep.
2: You oh, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> this kaiju wants an alligator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tastes <do>. like chicken.
0: <laughs> I do like alligator tail. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Well, LJ, where can our, our listeners and those who are watching this on, on YouTube, because uh, the audio podcast out on YouTube <clears> also, <throat> um... Where can they find you, man? Uh, you
2: can find me on Twitter at WarHeroLJ. It's uh, my uh, screen name. It's just kind of stuck with me throughout the years. <laughs> and I also stream on the Geeks Under Grace channel on Tuesdays. Yeah, uh, we have a, a number. Of, we have a whole team there that streams every day of the week, and I do Tuesdays.
0: Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. And um, and this is what I like to do because uh, I know you you serve at your church. Yes. And uh, if uh, you know, somebody's like, maybe they're in your area, man, and yeah. like, I need a church, and, and they're looking for geeky folks to get connected with. Where, where's your church, man? What's the name of your church?
2: Um, it's called the Bayou Church, formerly known as East Bayou. Um, it's off of Cali Saloon, um, okay. and uh, it's it's pretty good size. It's about 2,000 or so people. What
0: right um, town? Uh,
2: Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. So... Um, i went to lafayette once they had a place called twins
2: oh yeah place. twins is good yeah yeah <laughs> It was funny because uh I, my my mom and i ordered waiter and uh, twins was one of the places i suggested so, yeah <laughs> but
0: uh yeah it's a good very place cool. to eat for sure very cool man mm-hmm. all right lj well we appreciate you being on and uh those of you listening do us a favor holler at lj let him know your thoughts uh, uh, and let us also know but let him know about your thoughts on what he had to say some of the spiritual applications and, and maybe his choice of, of fluffy for a kaiju what's your thoughts on that <laughs> <laughs> all right LJ you got any final words or thoughts for our listeners
2: um, other than um, go check out the Geeks Under Grace podcast I uh, am not on there as much but I'm behind the scenes like you said uh, we had, Our hosts are awesome Cody, Joe, and, and Shelly. Um, if you like puns, you'll definitely love our our <laughs> podcast. <so. laughs> the pun cast, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, awesome. uh, that's awesome. about it. That's cool, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, Celeste, I'm going to be back on the flip side of this. So, y'all just stay tuned. <laughs> We're back, and uh, we're so appreciative to LJ uh, for being on with us. LJ, thank you so much for taking time to out of your busy schedule to talk Godzilla with us, man. You're amazing. We really do appreciate it.
1: We wanted to make you aware. If you haven't been already, if you haven't, I'm not sure where you've been, that (laughs) Geeks Under Grace does Bible studies based on movies. Yes. Dallas and I are on the team of writers for these. We have done quite a few movies, including Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, um, Logan. Uh, We did Spider-Man also, I believe. We did. We just had a Bible study come out that our friend Christina wrote on the, wait for it, My Little Pony movie. So, it's a really great Bible study. I haven't seen the movie, but I did not lack for... Understanding mm-hmm. by doing the Bible study without having seen the movie. So if you're like, I really just don't want to see this movie, but you have people that are really into My Little Pony, I highly suggest you go and read this Bible study and maybe even do it with them, give you a talking point with them.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, just so you guys know, we really go out of our way uh, while writing these Bible studies, the entire team, to make sure that if you don't see the movie, you can still follow along and interact with the Bible study and people are with it. Um, we've kind of given people two philosophies of looking at the Bible studies. Uh, a, take your friends, watch the movie, come back, do a Bible study. Or if it's an older movie that we've done, rent the movie, watch it, then do a Bible study. Or maybe you have some sort of uh, moral objection against the movie. Or maybe it's just one of those things where you can't fit into your budget to go see the movie for whatever reason. But you want to have tools in your in your pocket to be able to minister to people and show them jesus and show them some love Uh, these bible stories are written away so you can read them you don't actually have to see the movie so check that out so that being said we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that there are some interesting ways for you to partake in playing video games and helping kids that way is through something called Extra Life. If you're not familiar with Extra Life, it's a program that uh, basically people play video games for a certain time period and people sponsor them for doing that.
1: It's kind of like the um, when Geeks Under Grace does the Twitch Thon. Mm-hmm. Except for this, instead of going to support a wonderful ministry that Geeks Under Grace is, supports children's hospitals. It support My understanding is it's anyone in the children's network.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well they have the you, you have to remember we talked to the wondering lady from uh the Children's Miracle Network, you go in and you select which charity you want to have your sponsorship go to. So if you're if you're gonna be a like if you and I were going to do it, we're going to be streaming a game or do it, um, we would say we want to support, you know, Krista Shepherd Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um but it just depends on who you're doing it with. Um, we actually have three people we want to direct you guys to who are gaming for the um, Extra Life game And they all three are, are supporting different groups. Um, and so, But you support them, and then they've already allocated the money to go someplace. So that being said, uh, let me give you guys a couple of people to look at. First off is our friends at Retro Rewind Podcast. Um, they are going to be doing a five-hour uh, a Yes. And uh, Francisco's a great guy. He has some, some giving goals for you guys to check out. And, like, if, as he hits certain marks, and he'll be doing certain things. So, like, if he gets, I think it was uh, $500, um, then he will read for 30 minutes anything you want him to read as Sir Ian McKellen. Within reason. Within reason, there's, but still. I'm sure
1: there's going to be some things where he's like, I'm not going to say that.
0: To <laughs> so. so. So, but I mean, he has these cool little giving goals. Um, also, but to reach him, to, to support him, go to Retro Rewind Podcast forward slash extra life.
1: Dot com forward slash.
0: Yeah, dot com forward slash extra life. Sorry. And then you have Game Warriors Gaming for a Cause. And uh, you may have seen them on our YouTube channel. These are really great guys. They're a local group here in the shreveport Boser area. I think they're actually out of Monroe. Minden or Monroe? Minden or Monroe, one of the two. Uh, but a really great group of guys, and they actually set up charity events where like, you're raising funds for uh, your organization or some sort of charity, and uh, they'll come in. They'll set up a gaming uh, competition and people come in and, and they play video games for a certain time period. So it's kind of like Extra Life in a lot of ways. Yeah. But they go around, like, they're mobile. Much
1: mm-hmm. smaller scale and it's not just one thing.
0: Yeah. They've done stuff like uh, Speed the lights yeah. and um, uh, there was a feeding program they did. They've done several things. and really cool guys. But check them out. Um, and the way that you, you, you pulled them up go to extra-life.com and search for Charles Bell. And that's how you find Game Warriors Gaming for a Cause. Also, uh, I'm sure they have some information on their website, Game War- Game Warriors Gaming for a Cause. Um, or you go to their YouTube channel and just look for Game Warriors Gaming for a Cause. And uh, he'll have information there. But the final group I want to tell you guys about is our friends at Geeks Under Grace. And again, go to extra-life.com. And search for Geeks Under Grace, and it pulls them up right away. And, uh, yeah, support one of these three guys, or three groups, and, um, you know, support kids. Celeste and I, we're, we're kind of fans of, of supporting kids and helping them out. And, um, we were kids once. Yeah, at one point in time. And uh, especially stuff like this, where they're going to hospitals to... Uh, the money's going to help children's programs and help uh, kids who are in the hospitals. Uh, those of you who know my, my backstory, we might do a thing on this later. I mentioned a little bit of this in our podcast that we did a while back about bullying, but um, I spent a lot of time in Shriners Hospital, and Shriners Hospital survives on donations and stuff like this that we're giving to children's programs. And so uh, I literally wouldn't be walking if not for kids' programs. Yes. So, yeah, so support these guys. So I think that's all we have for today, though.
1: Thank you so much for taking time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you've loved this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Until next Sunday, stay devoted.
0: Peace and love.